welcome to episode six of Woo Chat. And today I have the CEO and founder of Breakfast at Six, Miss Sarah Watson. Hey, girl. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm, I'm living. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm, living. I'm trying to expand my we life. From... That word, by the way. Like, just right. <laughs> just there. I started drinking smoothies with um you you text me about that so yeah it's supposed to be healthy for me so we gonna see what happens my regimen too yeah I added uh some pink sea moss so pink moss uh, <laughs> one of my friends is selling it so let me be supportive but you can't taste it but it has all these minerals like 192 minerals within like two tablespoons so I'm like oh okay cool this look at you. <laughs> it had zero sea moss <laughs> Zero health benefits besides <laughs> me with almond milk. But it's there though, but it's there. So, Sarah, tell us what Breakfast at Six is. Yeah, so it's funny. Um, Breakfast at Six is such a play on words, first of all. Um, it's a lingerie brand, mm -hmm. but um, the meaning behind it was such an aphrodisiac feeling to me. It's like, Breakfast, obviously, being the most important part of your day, yeah. um, so is intimacy, right? So that's an important part of your relationship or, yeah, your day, right? Mm -hmm. And then at six is also play on words. Like, it kind of sounds like sex if you say it fast. Um, it also insinuates, like, any time, any day. So um, this, right? So the kind of ebb and flow of breakfast at six, um, really was the platform for my lingerie products and the types of products that I will be able to offer with that. So like everything is kind of like named after either like a food type of item an aphrodisiac. Um, it always has like this kind of eat me vibe to it. Right. So that's I love it, Chef. All <laughs> kind of like brainstormed around. Um, mm -hmm. and it's just a safe play on words without it being, um, you know, too, I guess like to, I didn't want it to be very apparent right. when you first heard the name. Right. That makes sense. Like it makes people want more. Like what's, what's that? We yeah. had breakfast at six o'clock in the morning or the evening. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's a sensual curiosity too. You know, mm -hmm. like when people kind of hop on um, like my Instagram or my website or whatever, um, especially first seeing the name, they would think I'm like a, a food industry or something like that but no like they're they're getting served but it's not food okay so how did you choose to go into lingerie or as opposed to socks or shirts or whatever yeah it, it's funny so um my background is in fashion design and i like throughout my whole school year i actually went to school in chicago on state street i don't know if i ever told you where'd you go it's, it's now closed, but it's at the International Academy of Design and Technology on State Street. I went to Columbia. Yeah, I was say yeah. So you yeah. went down the street from each other. How did, how did we not see each other? I don't know. <laughs> we probably did, and then just like crazy how our universe okay. like crosses at a, at a later time. Um, but while we were there, um, it's it's more of a technical school, right? So mm -hmm. um, we learned the trade. Um, I was always sewing more in the realm of like specialty fabrics. Okay. So I like while I was in school I was exploring like 
sewing for kids. So I would always like love doing ruffles and stuff. Plus I was making my daughter's clothes, you know, sometimes. Um, when I moved to Chicago, she was one. Um, so I did that. When I got better at those techniques, I actually started making prom dresses in Chicago. So um, where I live, Chicago, when it comes to prom, baby, they be serious about the dresses. They weren't playing, and I <laughs> like that got me. That got me really in the realm of custom, custom, custom. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be one of one, almost zero of zero, right? Like the color, even. They, they, they want to come up with a new color. They're like, can you mix this orange with this gray? And I wouldn't call it blood voice. You'd be like. Right. <laughs> so, so that got my feet really wet with creating custom. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I graduated, I wound up actually going back to, I'm originally from Michigan, but I'm from Lansing, the capital city. I'm not from Detroit. Okay. Um, so in my senior year, it just so happened that um, I had to have an internship with, um, a company, didn't matter what company, but with a company that um, was looking for either fashion design students or, you know, something that was in the right. fashion realm. Mm-hmm. Luckily, um, back in Michigan, the auto industry was actually paying fashion design interns. Um, while in Chicago, it was all fashion-centric um, brands, mm-hmm. but they weren't paying. So for me, at that mm-hmm. point, I'm, I'm very much, a, I, like, I'm a very hippie, I would be down for the no pay. Mm-hmm. However, I had a one-year-old. Right. Plus, I was already working. So I could not work 40 hours to pay the rent, essentially, and then another 40 hours for free. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a child at that point. Nah. So so I had to move back. Um, but while I, the, the whole census of, of me getting into lingerie, when I went back to Michigan, actually, um, I had first got engaged to my now husband and then that got me going into making my own pieces like lingerie. I wanted to feel custom in that aspect. And um, I kept having friends and just kind of people around me who were either getting married or had friends that were getting married. And I'm like, Hey, like I'll make this piece as your um, bachelorette gift, or I'll make this piece as her, you know, wedding night outfit, you know, whatever it was. Cause I'm very much into themes. Right and setting the whole tone. So, you gotta set the mood in general. Yeah. You gotta I was like, oh, you're going to Aruba? Okay, I can get this blue fabric and yes. I have rhinestones here and da 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 da. So that's that's really what kind of made me flow into lingerie. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I sat back, actually the other day, I was thinking about it. Like I really just enjoy whatever it is. I really enjoy being there for women at very pivotal times in their life. So yeah. like it, whether it was prom, you know, or like wedding or whatever it was, I've always been there in a, in a capacity where they are about to experience something so big and so exciting that, you know, they would kind of get into this type of product. So that's where lingerie comes from. Now, I know that was like a long walk around the block, but. We I need the whole story though. <laughs> we need to be immersed in what breakfast at six is because. Yeah. A lot of the times we get this basic ass story when it comes to brands, right? And they just yeah. try to be like, oh, I, I got a million dollar loan from my cousin and I started <laughs> and I in the basement. You'll be like, bitch, no, you did it. Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> so I appreciate those stories because it makes me feel more connected to yeah. that I want to purchase. Yeah, yeah. So I think both of us have similar stories in the sense that, you know, we had our kids when we were in college, or our first kids when we were in college. 
Mm-hmm. And um, trying to still make sure that we follow our dreams without falling into that, like you said, yeah. that I got to pay the rent. I got to pay the bills. Yeah. But like, how did you balance that? You know, because your daughter's what? 12 now? She's 11. 11? Um, so how did you balance that 11 years ago, 10 years ago? I know. Trying to make sure you did both. Literally, I have stories on end. And I know <laughs> I just have a, uh, a time limit to this interview. But let me tell you something that was like so such a foundation for me. And this is, she's not, it's another one. I, I have three. I was pregnant my senior year in high school. Okay. And I wound up breaking up with my child's father um, shortly after I had graduated high school. She was maybe four or five months. Mm-hmm. Um, and the experiences of that, first of all, no girl little girl at, I mean, I was a little girl, 17, 16, yeah. right. Should have to experience that at that, at that point in their life. Right. All my other friends were either still fighting or they were going to prom, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And having the time of their lives and drinking and all this kind of stuff. Not saying that that's what I wanted to be a part of, but I had to skip you a could. lot of, I had to skip a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So I grew up really fast. Um, when I did move down there, it was like, um, my mom and my dad were very helpful for me. I mean, like rock, I'm talking. As far as you're going down here, no matter what, we're going to support you no matter what. And if you can meet us halfway, as far as paying the rent or, you know, whatever, um, we'll help you, we'll help take care of you. So Mm -hmm. I I remember specifically, my first spot in Chicago was in Granville. Okay. And um, I had signed up for, for support, like for food stamps or whatever with, uh, with my oldest. And when I, the office was all the way up, I think in Evanston. Oh, wow. Um, I know. So I had to travel from Granville to Evanston with a one-year-old on the, anyway, I get to Evanston and I get to that office and I'm sitting down there and I just saw like the restrictions and um, a lot of stuff that, you know, being in that type of system, they were kind of corralling you to be right and I said this isn't for me I wound up turning down those food stamps and just worked that this also kind of was what fueled me just sewing and coming up with other things in that in the meantime um to help take care of the bills or necessities or even just having breakfast in the morning between my daughter and I before we go to class you know like she's going to pre uh daycare Mm -hmm. and I'm going to school so we both you know had that struggle phase even though she didn't know it um but I'm so grateful for those times because it kept me away number one from drama while I was still young you know in adolescence um it kept a certain grit within me Mm -hmm. um to do it no matter what and to do it even when it's hard when you're broke when you're sad right whatever Whatever it was. Um, so those two proponents, like, you know, experiencing real life and real government type of, you know, systematic courses mm-hmm. and also experiencing family support. Um, those two were very pivotal for me to, to just keep going and to, to help provide. Yeah, I, um, 
I agree with, especially when it comes to the support system in general. Um, I don't think people realize how important it is. To be honest, I don't think it matters how old you are. You can be 47 and having your first baby. You need that support system. Like it's something. It's important. Yeah. It's so important, especially when like, I don't know why people, and I don't know why people think this, but people assume that when you have kids, like, oh, I'm not going to need no help. I knew from jump, I was going to need all the help. <laughs> I I'm forget. like, I'll be forgetting that I got food cooking for myself, yet alone, you want me to be responsible for a baby. I have oh, no mother. <laughs> Man, people ask me still, like, are you going to have another kid? I'll be like, you know, my mom just moved back to Chicago. She used it. Maybe now I'll consider having a baby because she was here with me for my first one. I didn't know. I was right. like, what? The doctor right. said, she was like, girl, that doctor don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> I'm like, okay. in place. Yes, I swear. So I, so I went on the website and you have all of these super dope pieces. But what I really enjoy about your website in particular are the different model shaped women that mm-hmm. so like how did you know like i am not going into this with the normal shape of a woman i want to show that there are different shapes first of all um girl i love your questions so <laughs> it is so vital especially in the black community to hear this out if they look at a skinny black woman like myself mm-hmm. they think in some or not 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 they, like just a blanket statement. Yeah. Some think that we have no way to relate to what body image looks like. I and I, per, I have personal issues and in, in body consciousness of just being slim. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to gain weight and I've always wanted to look a certain way. And like, you know, like you'll see, especially like in the social media space, like take, for example, like Megan and Beyonce right now. Right. So like the biggest caption is if you don't jump to put jeans on, you don't feel my pain. All right. Well, I want to jump to put jeans on. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not my fault. <laughs> so, so then with that, um, I made it my mission, especially mm-hmm. with like the last collection with the 90s era. I made it my mission to represent every single body, um, structure, physique, whatever you call it, because those women in the 90s and 2000s were like icons on the TV. We would record them. We would copy their dances. We would sing in our brushes, like the good times, right? So whether I was Missy Elliott in the mirror or whether I was Aaliyah, you know what I mean? Like who's to say this girl who's, 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 thicker and curvier can't be Aaliyah too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or who's to say like someone like me, I can't be Missy Elliott super duper fly in a big old, you yeah. know, whatever. So I really wanted to cross personas, cross the body, um, mm-hmm. the body constraints that, you know, sometimes that we self-inflict um, and, and create barriers for ourselves. So that touched for me because I was once super, super slim. I feel like I was your size. I was really slim. Even after I had my son, I was Mm -hmm. like, snapback was for real. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. (laughs) Obviously, as I've gotten older, I've gotten more curves and I've gotten slightly bigger because I still don't think I'm a a thick girl or whatever. Mm -hmm. And even now, I hate when people see me and they're like, oh, you put on some weight. Are you pregnant? Are you this? And I'll be like, yeah. 
Like, why can't I just be? Why can't I just be? Especially because it's like I'm already, like you said, I'm getting comfortable. I'm 31 at this point. Yeah, so I'm finally comfortable in my skin. I'm finally yep. comfortable who I am. Yeah, and here you come trying to make yep. me feel uncomfortable. Like, that's not a compliment. Like, it's not a compliment at all. Yeah, not a compliment at all. I don't think people. Yeah, get that. yeah. So um, I, I just, I just felt like it was important to cross those um, barriers. Like I love, I still love, like. Um, the girl who did Aaliyah, um, she was in art. She's a, a curvier girl, but mm -hmm. like she still represented Aaliyah and the vibe there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then like Hillary Banks, the girl who did Hillary Banks, she was way curvier than the actual Hillary. Right. So, no, Selena set that off, and then I had little Kim. I I just had so much fun and just making those personas, um, because I feel like that's what we saw in ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Girl, I was feeling it. I was like, oh! <laughs> I just was like, I'm not sure why. I guess because, like, when you figure bigger brands, you just kind of be like, oh, okay. They have this body image that they, they, they assume people are. And I'm not sure what life they be in. Like, they're still live in the 60s or whatever because there's no way that, you know, she's a size 6 and I'm a size 6. Or no. I have to go in the store and I got to buy a size 10 pants. And I know damn well I'm not no size 10. That's yeah. a problem. I, I still find that the bigger brands, they know what to say because they hire the people. Mm -hmm. But that does not translate well into the products that they provide. Because exactly. it's, it's, still, it's still very much what's palatable for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so they'll say one thing and that, that generates a marketing sales strategy, right? Yep. That gets a certain customer. But then at the same time, it doesn't always match up to what they say. Yeah, it doesn't at all. I'll be ready to fight, actually. Um, <laughs> I'm one of those people that hate shopping. Um, mainly because I, I always, people always laugh at me. I say I have this funny shape. I have this really funny shape where I have like, long legs but I got a little bit of hips but I have no waist and I'm like <laughs> how, my pants are either too short or too long and I'm like why can't I just find clothes yep, yep. Um, but I also experienced that when I'm shopping for lingerie because I mm -hmm. feel like my body shape doesn't fit the normal brand yeah thing so it's just like okay well how can I feel sexy if I don't yeah. feel sexy yeah um, I, I was just texting one of my girlfriends and I don't know, maybe this is going to answer like one of your questions down the, down the line. Um, she, she has kind of like a wider torso and she was trying out some lingerie and she showed me and I was like, there's nothing wrong with what you have. There's nothing wrong with the lingerie. Mm -hmm. It's just finding which cut or which shape of the lingerie will best like what? What's the word I want to say? Will best reflect your shape that you got going on. Right. So if you're more of like a squared out hip, I absolutely like you know I I, I drew on my iPhone. I was like, this is the shape of lingerie that you want to find. You know what I mean? That's Something true. that's going to create that illusion. And it's that's not all we want is the illusion. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all. that's all you want, right? It's just to look good in that moment and to feel good in mm -hmm. that moment. Um, when something is a cut straight across. And you're also, you know, like more more of a straight across type of body type. That's not going to make you feel good. No, it's not going to feel like a cardboard box. Is what you're going to create some type of con. See, you're gonna you're gonna come mm -hmm. up with like, oh, I look like this. Oh, I did da da da. You know, like it's it's all about finding that flow. 
with the pieces and knowing how to best complement what you got. Because right. people are like the biggest pain point that I hear people when I when I talk to them about buying my lingerie, it's not my prices. Mm-hmm. It's not the story. They'll just say, Oh girl, like I need to lose weight before I can get into one of your pieces. And I'm like, Well, ask yourself this. Do you stop to have sex before you lose weight? Cause I won't <laughs> regardless, okay? Exactly. I'd be like, Oh, I'm fat. You fit in your all these roles today. Or you cut the lights off. Or you do whatever you do. That's it. <laughs> you do whatever you do. To get the job done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So don't wait for this perfect, elusive dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that perfect doesn't exist. It doesn't. In our heads, though, as women, I feel like we think it does, yeah. but it doesn't. Because yeah. even the woman that we look at, like, oh my gosh, she has a perfect shape. We have, yeah. I mean, I look at Rihanna, I look at Beyonce, I look at Megan, I'm like, damn, them some bad women. But yeah. it's like, they probably have their own insecurities within themselves as well. Exactly, exactly. So you are now Mrs. Watson, and yeah. you have your lingerie business, and you still have your nine to five. Like, how are you, how are you staying sexy during like quarantine in itself? Okay, so I've been asked this a couple of times. I'm not always on every day. I'm not. And I also have kids who are more cognitive of what I'm wearing. Okay. Right? So, like, for example, I have, like, this little bra on and this, this is probably, like, the most risque it's going to get during the day. Mm -hmm. Or if I have a bodysuit on, I wear my bodysuit. And, like, for example, I have, like, this one, it's, like, a red, uh, I call it cherry on top bodysuit that is, like, it's very covered up front here, but like the mm-hmm. pants that I wear, you can see like in the back is a high thong and right. it's a pumpy in the back, right? <laughs> so, so I have to find ways to stay appropriate. You know right. what I mean? In front of older kids, because that's who I am dealing with now. A, mm-hmm. a six-year-old who will ask questions like, why is the floor wet? Or why, you know? So, <laughs> not that that was like happening. I'm just saying like, He's very curious. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, the 11 year old who was like literally give me a side eye if I look like, you know, <laughs> like a va 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 boom. So I, okay, so my top three go to's then during my quarantine. Mm-hmm. I have, like I said, bodysuits that I always wear. Um, I found the most comfortable and sexiest piece that is. So translatable. I could even throw a jacket on and go out to the grocery store. It's like unitards. Oh. And I have what I made one that has like this super low back mm-hmm. that makes it gives, once again, illusion, right? It gives this illusion that I have way more curves. You know what I mean? And I could wear this day in, day out in front of my kids and they won't think nothing of it. Okay. So like Unitars could come in like obviously like a one piece or they can come with belts if you have right. any type of uh, waistline kind of, you know, thoughts or insecurities there. And then three, I always love a good bralette and like a cardigan sweater because oh. it's eye candy. That's all you want to hey. do is eye candy. And um, the way that we kind of like balance our schedules right now, like our kids are on and off Zoom meetings all day. Right. 
So this kind of makes personal assistance. <laughs> right. So we're personal assistants. We know the schedule, but mm-hmm. this makes it a fun opportunity to, especially since both of us are home and that's not normal. Mm-hmm. It makes it a very fun time to have intimate moments during the day when we would not normally have it. Right. So if they're on a call downstairs and then, you know, Ruby's up sleep, whatever, like I find it, I make it a mission to make things out of the ordinary, especially mm-hmm. now. Which makes sense though. So when you're trying to, so the thing is like for me, obviously I'm in a long distance relationship. So mm-hmm. I get away with like throwing on a hoodie or like, you know, not doing my hair or whatever. Right. But like when he's here, I find myself like, it's a struggle to pull myself out of those things, right? Because like I'm comfortable now. I don't want yeah. to sex these shit. I don't care. Yeah. Like whatever. So I, I those are good examples of ways to keep the sexy and comfortable all at the same time. And let me tell you something that is so when I thought about this, it was so profound to me. Like, not saying that we have to be ultra sexy on 10 all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel you because when I'm in my sweats and I don't have whatever taken care of, or if I don't get dressed like in the beginning of the day, it is so hard. It's even harder to pull myself out of that. It takes longer. Yep. Because I'm like, okay, I got a date at five. I know I got to start at 12 noon to be ready by five. (laughs) Girl, I was supposed to work my nine to five today. That didn't happen because I was like, okay, (laughs) you need to do something to your hair. You got to find something to on i'm like i don't know what to do today they they finna get regular cubana today because i don't know what to give them. so i i think that like if i find like for example the longest thing it takes is is either my makeup or my hair mm-hmm. i find when i have that at least done or like all my hair right so like yeah. my body hair my hair hair yeah. if i have all that taken care of i'm already halfway there so even if i throw on um a little t-shirt that's like that that's his size i'm right. still even cuter than what i was before my hair wasn't taken care of before the hair wasn't taken care of before right. you did anything else i didn't right. do it i'm still prancing around cuter than i was before yes <laughs> i love it though i love wearing see that's my problem so i'm just really starting to get into lingerie i was not mm-hmm. a lingerie person uh, however, me and my significant other had a conversation and he was like, I like lingerie. And I was like, well, I like t-shirts. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> but obviously pleasing him, it's not, I don't want to be the only person pleased here. So yeah, I started kind of venturing into the lingerie field. Yeah. I'm trying. That's, I'm like a fake crown yeah. boy, fake not. Like, and I, let me tell you something. Just like. I love, I, I live for stuff like this. Like, if my girlfriend was to be that girl, all I, all I like is doing t-shirts. Okay, so you wear your baggy t-shirt, and you get a lingerie, like, belt, or mm-hmm. one of those, um like, the waist cinchers that mm-hmm. is lace, or lacy, and then just wear some lace undies with it. Because oh, it's yeah. going to make it look so different, and so, like, once again, the illusion, you're going to have a different aspect of eye candy there yeah. where you're not sacrificing your comfort or your comfort zone, but then you're also satisfying because we get it that satisfi- satisfaction matters in both ways. In both ways, yeah. So, wait, how long have you and, um, and your husband been together? So, we met in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
the, the, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I said. Um, I told my church family that we met at a campaign rally. All right. For President Obama. When really it was a, a club and we were celebrating my president is black. Like when Obama got elected. Listen, I love it. You got to separate the two. What you need to know is that President Obama was involved. Now, how he was involved, that's not none of your business. <laughs> Either way it go, he was there. He was somewhere, there. <laughs> somewhere for so, what, 2008? Like, we've known each other since 2008 and then started dating, like, around the end of 2009. Mm-hmm. So, when um, you're coming up with your new pieces, right, yeah. do you be like, let me try this out on him? Uh, a little bit of both. My okay. units are, yes. And, like, that was an instant, okay, noted. You know what I mean? <laughs> Take that to the bank. Right. Because um, I know other people going to like that. And I know I feel good in that. So, yes. Um, there's some pieces, though, that I wish I made, like, two of, for example. Like, okay. like for brides or whatever who want something custom, um, I don't always make every single piece, um, you know, like, in multiple. So, I, I, have, I still have even things, like, up my sleeve that I will make for other people that I haven't tried myself. Mm. Um, but I know, like, if I was to make it, like in my kind of, you know, my realm, my view or whatever, like there's no doubt people will like that. So I, 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 I like the small batch theory in a way that I can stay in this creative flow yeah. more than just being so systematic with like mass produced type of lingerie. Got you. Yeah. So if people want custom pieces made, how do they reach out to you or how do they contact you to do that? Uh, actually, a multitude of ways. On my social media, of course. Mm-hmm. At Breakfast at 6 or on Facebook. Um, the most inquiries that I do get is either like DMs or if they go on my website, they have a contact me. Um, okay. I've I've dealt with it multitude of ways. Like they'll, they'll shoot me a picture and say, hey, can you make something like this? Or they'll do like a flat out inquiry like, hey, I have a wedding coming up. Um, or I have a special anniversary. I, oh, I've done tons of anniversaries. That's fun too. Um, <laughs> I have an anniversary coming up and I just want to feel special. I don't know what I want, but, you know, could you recommend? And most of those women, um, honestly, most of those women aren't 1000% comfortable with sharing what they got after. Right. right? Because like, this is the type of customer that wears it for their husband and they're Mm -hmm. not like, they're not like a booty model on Instagram. That's, that's like not my customer. So, I find pleasure in understanding who that woman is and still serving her and not feeling like I have to have every type of model or influencer that, that will show her, but because that, that could stray away other people. Yeah. Um, So there's a fine line between making sure I show my product Mm -hmm. and then, you know, like still keeping people's privacy. So so that's usually how they um, find me to make stuff for them. Okay. So I want something made, and I we can talk offline, but I want like a cute little duster, so you know, just walk around the house. Yes, something super cute. I got you. So we're gonna take a break, and then we come back. We're gonna talk about Beyonce and Nikki. Yes, we're gonna talk about Boosty Child and his mess, Uh. and so we're gonna talk about all of that. So we'll be right back. Okay. Oh, child. Are those kids getting on your goddamn nerves? Are you looking for something fun yet educational for them to do to keep them busy? 
Are you tired of going to 1,700 different stores looking for something like that? Don't worry. Cubana got you covered. Visit funcubed.com. That's fun-cubed.com. For a cool box, ship and prepackage with the different activity kits directly to your door. Listen, they offer things to choose from for each different cube. They come with all the ingredients you need for a good time. So whether it's a birthday party, a fundraiser, or they just getting on your damn nerves. Hit up Funcubed for all your Funcube needs. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Woo Child Chronicles podcast. And I've been blessed enough to be kicking it with Sarah Watson, CEO and founder of Breakfast at Six. What up though? Thank you so much for joining me today. This was like super dope and everything. This is fun. I love talking just. Baby, anytime you get me to talk about what I do for a living, I'm like, yeah, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, of course, we're going to get into hot topics. Mm-hmm. Earlier, you mentioned the Beyonce and um, Megan Thee Stallion remakes. Yeah, very ironic. I love it. I love the song. Um, some of them parts, I was like, oh, she's spitting. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she said her mama was a savage bitch. I got this shit from Tina. I'm like, I feel that. I feel that in my soul. <laughs> so speaking of, it's been this huge thing. I'm not sure if you were uh, following Black Twitter has been going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know Beyonce's verse obviously has hit home for a lot of people. You know, if you don't jump with James on, you don't feel my pain. If yeah. you want to see some real ass baby, here's your chance. And mm-hmm. people was like, who's she talking to? Yeah. And so I'm like, mm. in my head, I'm like, does she have to be talking to someone? Does she? Does she have to be talking to someone? But then Nikki, Nikki Minaj, hold on, I want to make sure I get the damn name of the song right. Mm-hmm. Because I, I mean, I, you look that up too. You said Nikki and Doja, right? Yeah, Nikki and Doja. Doja. By the way, it's the Say So remix mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Anyway, Nikki and Doja have a song together that was supposed to release apparently before the Savage remix. Oh. It was supposed to release before the Savage remix. So according to my sources, mm-hmm. and by my sources, I really just mean like baller alert, you know? But <laughs> according to my sources, um, for some reason or another, Nikki and Doja got, their their single got pushed back. So mm-hmm. Beyonce and Megan was able to kind of just put theirs out with like whatever. Mm. Well, apparently, once theirs got, when Nikki and Doja's got pushed back, Nikki re-recorded her verse. And within this verse, it says something along the lines of, well, real ass ain't keep him home. And like, mm. so now you got the Bayhive versus the Minaj clan. Mm-hmm. And it the is a hot mess. It's mm-hmm. just a mess. And so pretty much people are like, when did they start beefing? Yeah. Because they got they got songs together. They appear to be friends. So I'm like, are we reaching y'all or are they really beefing? Right. Now, you know black people. You know black people. <laughs> Where there's smoke, there's probably some type of fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something. Something there. And it is very easy to draw this like especially that I didn't know that that Nikki went and changed the verse after Beyonce sent her yeah so that kind of changes things right 
Um, how do I feel about this though? Because I'm such like I'm such a big fan of both. Mm-hmm. I'm about to die for Beyonce any day though. I am not a part of the Bay Half. I am uh-huh. not one of the people that's like, oh my god, like Beyonce. But I I will give respect where respect due. And yeah, Shreddy been ruling the game for a long little minute, so you just gotta yeah. give her props. But I'm also not a Nikki fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. Not Which really makes it easy. Yeah, so it made it real easy to be like, well, Beyonce said what she said. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, I am not a Nikki fan because I feel like she's a bully. And I feel like she does not represent women well. Mm. Um, after a while, if you didn't get into it with Miley and Remy and, and Little Kim and Cardi, yeah. I, you're the common denominator, ma'am. Yeah. So, now, Nikki is for sure a fire starter. Yeah, I like the Nikki where it was Onika and she was doing the uh, Young Money freestyles back when she was like barely anything yet. Like yeah. I remember, she like the ass shots and stuff. And yeah, like that that Nikki I love. Mm-hmm. Um, so to fast forward to today, I think it's I think it's sad where she's taking her brand. Yeah, in some aspects. Especially if whatever Beyonce was saying was true, though it's almost like you can't touch that part. Or I, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Like, is beef? Is anything? Anything goes for beef? Or like, can you not touch? Like, you can't talk about kids. You can't talk about marriage. You know, like what? At what point is it too far? So I think that um, I think the only thing that's off limits for real is like death and children. Okay. Right, so like if somebody die, like you're not supposed to be like I'm gonna put you in the grave next to your like you're not supposed to say that type of shit. Um, and I think children are off limits altogether. But yeah. unfortunately, your marriage, I don't know. I'm one of them people that low key don't. I say stuff to make you hurt. That's why I try not to argue with people and stuff. I try yeah. to keep myself to a distance because I know I'm a below the belt person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> I know this for a fact. This is why I don't argue. I try not to argue in my relationship. I mm-hmm. not. I don't even argue with my child because I will hurt your feelings. Like I don't have time. Like I want to make sure you hurt. But with this beef, I do think that there is a reach here. Mm-hmm. Only because if you listen to a lot of the songs, obviously you have. You listen to a lot of the songs that Beyonce has put out recently, and I'll say within like the last three or four years, maybe mm-hmm. since she had Blue. Mm-hmm. She's been talking real good shit about how natural her body is. Mm-hmm. So why is it now that you're offended by what she's saying? Are you offended because the shoe fit? Yeah. So like that's how I that's what I'm looking at because I'm like Megan. All she talked about is how real her ass is. Yeah. Yeah. And how she's vegan and whatever. Or she was like vegetarian and something. And both of them from Texas. With the cocky swag, whatever that is, it's just a right fit. Like people, people want to feel cocky when you hear certain songs. Okay, and they know that. So like, Nikki has always been a point of conversation for having a fake body, right? Mm-hmm. So don't take offense now when one of these uh, like, and, and also it's probably a draw because it's another rapper with Beyonce, and Beyonce yeah. didn't used to collab like that with people. So she only collab with like shit, Jay Z. I mean, we right? Surprised like, to see her collab with Nicki. We was like, oh, it's a collab yeah, here, exactly. Yeah. So, so I think that probably struck a nerve too. You know what I mean? Because it was like 
close. Like she she held that prize for a very long time that she was one of the few who could collab with Beyonce. Yeah. So if I were to talk to Nikki, I would say <laughs> on whatever you want to call your body, mm-hmm. I'm not here to judge. I'm not in that space. However, I am beehive. And um, like you said, if the shoe fits, I mean, make it a red bottom. Make it a red bottom. <laughs> you know, them motherfuckers hurt. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, so speaking of Nikki, Nikki is all through the news um, mm-hmm. as of recent, as of late, rather. So, um, Swiss Beats and Usher were on live. Mm-hmm. And I'm honestly not sure how it came about that they got on the topic of Nikki. Mm-hmm. But Usher made the comment, you know, Nikki is just a product of Lil' Kim. Mm-hmm. Now, I personally don't think, because it's Usher, I don't think that he was saying it in a sense of, like, she's a product and she needs to show respect. I think mm-hmm. he was just saying, like, I'm older, and so I know where she got her influence from. Right, right. Um, the, what you call them? The Nikki Minaj? What, what's, what's her little clan? Barbs. The Barbs. Yeah. The Barb's lost their goddamn mind, okay? So they ate Usher alive on Black Twitter. And um, they just kind of went in and was like, you know, she's already showed her homage to to Little Kim. And she made it very clear that she was a huge influence on her career, blah, 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 Mm. blah. I got so many issues with this. Only because I am a a Little Kim fan. Which is probably why I couldn't get with Nikki for real. Mm-hmm. I enjoy just like you. I enjoy feature Nikki mm-hmm. when she's featuring on something. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I don't like any of her songs where it's just her. None mm-hmm. of them. I'd be like, <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> like I'm good. So for me, it's like I can listen to a whole Lil Kim album to this day. And yeah, yeah. Five. I mean, like, it, was Usher lying though? You know what I mean? Like. You you think about all these women that came before Nikki. Come like, on. Kim, Foxy Brown, Adina mm-hmm. Howard, even though she was more R and B. Like mm-hmm. all these people, <clears throat> yes, they shaped and they created this lane for women to be very open with their sexuality and what they wanted and how they wanted it and what to call it and what to do with it. I mean, even Janet Jackson. You know what I mean? So like is he lying? No. Are they sensitive? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said for you, Bart, <laughs> stop being sensitive. It's okay. We know where she came from. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. just, I'm just, um, so this is my thing with Nikki too. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm low key biased because I am young enough where I could appreciate Nikki, but I'm old enough where I know I've seen the progression, like you said, within female rap. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, when Nikki came out, I was in college. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way in hell I'm about to be walking around here calling myself no Harajuku Bart. I just yeah. wasn't gonna yeah. do it. So I this was like, who is I this? Yeah, I was like, I'm not doing this. And yeah. everybody's like, oh, she cold. She's okay. And I, why is she a Barbie? She's grown. I, I, I don't understand that. what's going on here. Yeah. And so I was just kind of done with her. No, same. Um, I just, I just liked her in her mixtape room because it was very... Um, I mean, that was like when Lil Wayne was still doing his mixtapes and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. kind of like the underground freestyling, like yeah. that felt more raw and real to me versus, you know, plumped up. Yeah. Masses. So, I mean, you know, to each his own, but um, 
Usher wasn't lying in that sense. And, and anybody with a good common core of, of knowledge of hip hop, you would easily agree with that. And it's not offensive. It's not offensive at all. I'm like, no. oh, okay. It's not That's offensive. what it is. Mm-hmm. But speaking of offensive, child. Yeah. Black people can't be black. Uh, apparently being black is offensive to white people. I don't know <laughs> what it is. But recently, um, there was a video that surfaced of, of this Florida woman pretty much harassing a Florida police officer. So we gonna, they called her online, Florida Karen. You know, they hate that word, Karen. They said it's equivalent to the N-word, which it is not. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, so I'm going to play the video so, so the people can see what we're talking about. You're going to send me a citation? I would love to see that. Obsessive porn. And I have rear cameras on, on the way as well. I beeped at you, yeah, because you yeah, shouldn't like, be like trying to times. break into buildings. Break into buildings. I just showed you that I live here. Okay, but before that, I didn't know that, did I? Is it your business, once again? I live it's here. Not. So it's safety of it's me not. and my building. Well, it you is. See, I have my key right here. Okay. And you're being recorded, too. Good. Okay. Like That's I said, good. It'll be on your citation. I'm not getting yeah. a citation. Oh, you are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'll fight it tooth and nail. Fight it. You're still getting one. Well, I'm not going to pay I'll it. I'll see you in court, though. I'll see you in court. Or when you get a warrant for failure to pay. Okay, so as you can hear in the video, she is so pressed That's real that she did not know he was her neighbor. Mm-hmm. And so he pretty much was like, he played it so cool. He was like, I'm glad you're recording this because you're getting a citation. I'm sending you a citation for like bothering me or whatever. Yeah. But what do you think it is? Obviously, it's, it's historic. It's history. It's historical that like we bother them. We make them so nervous just being us. So uncomfortable. Yeah. It, how do I say this without being, I don't know. You know the term like black people can't be racist? Yeah. It's true though. I feel that way. (laughs) Because time and time again, we are proven. Mm -hmm. Hand over fist. That we can't walk, run, jog, talk, eat, sleep, breathe, play, watch TV, play, play in the park, do anything without our lives being disrupted, mm-hmm. without our lives and our families being affected by the way that someone else is uncomfortable with what our skin type looks like. There is no way on God's green earth would if he was a white police officer would she trail him in her car while he's in uniform while he's armed while he has his badge on there's nothing inconspicuous about him nothing undercover nothing that you could say that like would make you like you know check the box like oh i could check him because of this exactly Talking about, I thought he was i thought you were breaking in how he in a full police uniform ma'am how even if he was, call the precinct. Like that is not your place. Not and your they, place at all. They have they have an insurmountable amount of uh, misplaced authority, mm-hmm. misplaced pride, misplaced judgment of character so deep that it is gross. And I am tired, girl. I get heated on this. Yeah. I am tired of. Not seeing, I'll just call it how it is. I'm tired of not seeing white people on the white picket fence to fight these offenses 
for your brothers and sisters, whether you call them brothers and sisters or not. Yeah. Like I'm talking like literally on the line, like go down and start, and start rioting or being in that parking lot or that apartment complex and letting her know that it's wrong. It's Stop wrong. These people like us, black people fight our own fight because we're in this honestly together. Like those laws won't change unless white people change period. Yeah. And then the thing is too, that like, like you said earlier, um, there was nothing that he was doing mm -hmm. that prompted her to do what she did outside of him being black. Yep. That was the only offense. That was the only two offense in that video, unfortunately, was that he was black. That was the offense. And then what scares me about this, too, is because, obviously, I mean, we both have sons. Mm -hmm. I am raising a black... I'm raising a black boy who will eventually be a black man mm -hmm. in the United States. And what scares me the most is that no matter what I teach him, no mm -hmm. matter how well-spoken he is, no matter how educated he is, he is going to be a threat to yeah. some white woman or to some white man who feels like he's the threat, not knowing him, not speaking to him, not knowing the situation or anything. And that scares me. That scares me more than anything else. And let me add this on top. Like there's nothing that stops them. Not even how light skinned you are or how light skinned your son is. You're still black. You're still You're black. black. You're black to be black. So this affects colorism to the fullest. This, this, it, this affects us all. So, when we see stuff like this, like mm -hmm. I, I have a cousin actually, she's um she's a professor, um kind she's kind of in the south, like North Carolina. Well, that is the south, mm -hmm. um, and she's mapping out. Like, could you could you imagine that this is done on a map now? She's mapping out by county the number of offenses done against Black people in the name of racism, like. Is 2020, and we're counting how authorities or authoritative, you know, figures. Mm -hmm. figures are taking matters into their own hands and now making a brand new statistic and a map and a storyline over this. This is more than just a hashtag. This is yeah. literally now studies. Studies show that blank, blank, blank happens when we go outside. So yeah. this is a real problem. Or when we're in our own home. Yeah. I'm in my home sleeping. And I can get shot by the police just because, oh, they had the wrong address and you look dangerous. I was sweet. It's I so look dangerous sweet. So upsetting. It's very more, it's very so much upsetting. Um, there's lot, <laughs> The last thing that, that has really upset me recently, actually, is this whole um, Boosty situation. Now, I yeah. talked about it on my last, on last week's show. Yeah. Um, and it was like still fresh and people were still finding out about it and everything. But now it's heavy. <laughs> now it's heavy. Like people are like, you know, why is not, why isn't Boosie canceled? Right. How is he not canceled yet? Right. I was wondering the same thing because as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, oh, you cut off. And I, I was, I was riding for Boosie. I love Boosie. I love me. Listen, wipe me down. Come on. <laughs> the whole savage life. What? Come on, I'm just I saying. I right now, but I, I like my little ratchet side. So Girl, I'm, I still got my ratchet side. To this day, I'll be like, oh, that's my side. But to hear a father, right, a father make comments and statements that it's okay for his son to get sexual favors done to him from um, underage. Woman. 
by a grown woman right. to me is just utterly ridiculous. But not is it not only is it utterly ridiculous, it, it concerns me because if the tables were turned, if the gender was mm-hmm. turned, this conversation would be completely different. Oh, no. Come on. Completely different. And I just don't understand. Have a hashtag, or not we, but people would have a hashtag now like free boosie. Yeah. If if it if it was a daughter that he that he did those services for and then a grown man came in and did whatever to his daughter. Yeah. He'd be arrested like, immediately. Immediately. Probably because he would shoot the person who did exactly. that to his daughter. That's why the hashtag would be created. Not because we're canceling him. It's because he just Ended the life of somebody. Exactly. So why is this different? So if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't allow a grown man, yeah, to do that to your daughter, yeah. why do you think it's okay for a grown woman? It's not okay. And 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 who's the woman? Like, that's, not let's start the, there too. At this point, like, show yourself because you, ma'am, need to go directly to jail. Do not stop and collect. Go <laughs> nothing. Don't don't stop. Don't collect. Don't do nothing because it's like, first of all, it ain't nothing about a 12 or 13 year old boy at 31 that I found attractive at all. I'd be like, little boy, if you don't get the fuck somewhere, that would just throw me. This whole situation. It was done all in the name of, or like, because of what his name is. Mm-hmm. And because of what it means to be of service to a celebrity like that. And that's scary that celebrity status could really pacify mm-hmm. rapists, rape culture. It could it could easily excuse things like that. Both of them honestly should be booked right now. Boosie mm-hmm. and or whoever else was around there. This is no manhood. We're not we're not in Africa where, you know, this person can go in the village with this person and, and, and now they're made a man. Like, yeah, these are different times. You have a responsibility, especially for the culture who you represent. Exactly. Not to mention, girl, like how he was just on Dwayne Wade's head for what he did with his son. But you out here, they going to be a man. They gonna, that's not going to make them no man. So and you have that might scar them. Right. You have two very polar types of men who are doing two different things with their sons and creating these ultra cultures. I'm, I'm honestly like, and I, I'm not going to weigh in about the DA situation, but I'm like, okay, so who is the real role model that, that our kids or black men will be able to look up to in this near? Or far future, like God help us. We ain't gonna have none. It's hard. (laughs) We're not gonna have any, and it's and it's it's unfortunate Mm -hmm. that we have men in the limelight that our boys are necessarily not going to be able to look up to. Yeah. Um. Like, not saying Boosie is a role model by any means necessary, but. He is a, I mean, and for some people, he probably is because he has the ice, he has the money, he has. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you know where you grew up, he's definitely, right. I mean, he he damn sure won't be a role model for my kid. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but to see that and to hear that, it actually hurt my heart because I'm like, where is mom? 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we tore T.I. alive for what right. he did to his daughter. Right. Where is the right. mother? Right. I would kill my son's father. I would kill. He know I'd kill him. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to jail. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I am on my way. Right. Like, it's fine. It's if, if that mom didn't know then and she knows now and she ain't said nothing about it, I, I ain't seen nothing on TMZ. Nothing. I haven't seen no other news updates. I'm I'm just going to assume that she was okay with it. Yeah, it's and, like they brushed it over. Yeah, and my hope for the future is that with all of what is changing in this world today, I really hope that there is a point in time where people could look to the very normal, everyday role models who they're around mm-hmm. versus people who are on social media and and on this very very high platform um, because. It is a slippery slope and it's so dangerous to be caught up in smoke and mirrors yeah. and overlook the true heroes who we're in front of every day. You know, like our teachers, the people who hold the door for us, the people who serve our food, the people mm-hmm. who you know, service and community and true outreach. I think that that is where we'll grow abundantly in the right way versus, you know, looking to... Um, I mean, literally, I, I, I asked uh, my older daughter the other day, I said, and just randomly, because I knew she knew, I was like, so what do you think about Takashi 6 9 You know, just random. What do you think about him? She goes, well, he doesn't care what people say or think about him. I was like, so that, you know, like, that's, that, mm-hmm. that's enough to make you kind of support what he's doing or I, I didn't insert my opinion or anything like that, but it's definitely a eye opener to know what checks the box for them. Right. You know, Girl. and it puts us as parents in a different mindset as well, because now we used to, I feel like my mom didn't really know what I was listening to, what was going yeah. on. And I mean, yeah. now we got to be like, who, what, we, right. hold on. Right. <laughs> and what did he just say? And and where right. is he at? What platform is this? Exactly. And, it, and for my son, my son's 10. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to allow him to have his space and his creative space and listen to the music he wants to listen to. But then I also make sure we have conversations, right? So like, I grew up in a, in a censored household. I couldn't listen to certain music. I couldn't do certain things. I couldn't do this. And my household is not necessarily censored. So mm-hmm. we talking about sex, not in a vulgar way, but I talked to my son about it. Listen, you need to make sure that nobody touch you. Nobody do this. Nobody do like, We have yeah. very open conversations. Yeah. And so with that, we have open conversations about stuff that's going on. And, yeah. and he always been like, no, I want to talk about this with you and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you're going to talk about it because you need to hear it from me. I want you to hear it from yeah. me. I want you to hear it from me. Your friends and Kashi yep. or um, the way way. I don't want to hear from nobody else. I want you to get the real from your mama because from me. Yeah, it's just too much. Yeah, and that that yeah. helps that helps secure some type of purity within yeah. that are growing up. You know what I mean? Like when they can see the difference and hear the difference, um, and then make their own informed decision. Mm-hmm. Most of what kids go off of is because they're not informed. Yep. Right. So like. No, the fact informing him that this is what it is and then okay go off into the world you could listen to it whatever but like this is the experience that you'll get with it that makes it so much more of a parenthood to you know a parenthood experience versus 
letting it go wild. Mm-hmm. Who child? Well, Mrs. Watson, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. We got to do this again. Thank you for having me. Yes. So if once again, if people want to order or if they just want to follow you on social media, how do they do that? Yes. Okay. So I'm heavy on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me. The name is Breakfast. On, on Instagram, it's breakfast underscore at six. That's S-I-X. Um, and then on Facebook, it's just breakfast at six. S-I-X, once again. Um, I'm also on Pinterest. So on Pinterest, is really fun because like, I know that when we go looking out for date night ideas and whatever, I have a whole Pinterest a slew of boards that like help give ideas okay. and just kind of keep it like all in one in one area. So like date night what to wear, makeup looks, bed looks, setting the tone. I have all that on my Pinterest. Okay. I'm not on TikTok yet. I'm trying to figure out a way to like create content on TikTok. I know what I could do, but that's So I'm not on TikTok yet. I'm just trying to figure out how I could, you know, be myself and still do TikTok. Yeah. Um, Definitely Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest. Yeah. Okay. So... If you are listening on any podcast site, I will have the link to Breakfast at Six website down um, in the description box. Um, I, If you're listening on YouTube, you can also just check the link in the description. It's going to be there so y'all can reach out to her. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure you hit like and subscribe. And you can follow us on all social medias at Cubana Kids on everything. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome. So, note. I added Cubana Kiss 20 is your listener code. Hey! For 20% off your purchase. I made a special code for you guys today. Um, so you heard her. Cubana. <laughs> what is it, Cubana? Cubana Kiss 20. Cubana Kiss 20 for 20% off. Um, so make sure you click the link in the description so you can go check out Breakfast at 6. And then next time y'all see me, hopefully I have my little duster. Yeah, we, we could do a whole a whole session like with lingerie or whatever. That'd be fun. Yes. That'd be okay, fun. so cool. So thank you for coming. Yes, and I'll talk to y'all later.